what's going on everyone welcome back to t3g this is the tangents podcast and today is a very very special episode this is episode 91 man never thought i'd put out 91 of these but here we are and uh today we're going to start in 1991 uh with the 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 first issue of the x-men and the return of magneto today we are talking about the tragic tale of a mutant named joseph uh if you are an x-men fan you know who joseph is Uh, if you are not an x-men fan uh get ready for a wild ride now i'm gonna go through some of these key moments in this character's existence and just try to put my two cents on the whole situation uh this is something that i talked about in a very brief i talked to kind of the well, what I thought at the time was the end, but didn't realize that there was way more since then. Uh, so we're just going to go on a little bit of a tangent here and, and discuss a tragic mutant named Joseph. So 1991 X-Men number one releases Magneto has been out of the picture for probably three to five years uh, at least uh the last time the reader saw him was in in the savage land with rogue and there was a whole scenario scenario there and before that i actually oh it was atlantis attacks oh no i'm sorry acts of vengeance acts of vengeance it was he was part of acts of vengeance and before that he bounced the xavier institute because he was running the xavier institute for a long time and he left. He was like, ah, it's not really my thing. I'm not really the, the like leader type, the, 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 the do the right thing guy. And he had lost a bunch of, uh, bunch of students and stuff like that. So he was just like deuces. I'm out. So he disappears for a while. The, the world at large doesn't really see him for a good minute. We open X-Men number one with a chase scene in space, which if they were to do another movie, I would want them to open with a chase scene in space just so we can set the bar pretty high right out the gate. <laughs> uh, and if you don't know why I say that, if you have not seen uh, the sixth season of Agents, uh, I think it's doable. If they did it on Agents, they could do it in a movie. Anyway, it opens with a chase in space and you come to find out that Magneto, who shows up to kind of squash the whole thing apart, is living on an asteroid that he's built and it's very lovely here rendered by uh the the genius legend jim lee and uh yeah he's he's up there doing his thing he finds himself a need of defense um i don't I forget the the like full breadth of this entire initial story arc but what it does end with is uh magneto uh disincorporating as the the tower or the, uh, the 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 asteroid falls so three issues this fight happens there's a whole lot of stuff going on uh and due to the machinations of one fabian cortez uh as the as the the asteroid uh falls to earth yeah yeah it does fall to earth i'm not gonna lie i i, I have not read this in a while jeez uh, as the asteroid, because I'm thinking, I'm like, am I conflating it with the uh, the cartoon, which is kind of which they did kind of do on the cartoon. So if you've seen the X Men the animated series, it's kind of based that that series of few episodes is kind of based on this. 
actually kind of based on this and a future part of this. But anyway, so Magneto dies, right? We, we opened the new decade with dead Magneto. Now, there was there's a whole lot of behind the scenes stuff that I can't possibly give context on. But you should absolutely listen to uh, Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men, which is a fantastic podcast. I'm about a year and a half behind still. Uh, but I, I've listened to every single episode faithfully, and it is just rife with trivia and and oh, so much goodness, so much goodness. Anyway, they go into a lot, a lot of detail uh, in as far as far as the behind the scenes. There was going to be a lot of really cool stuff here, and Chris Claremont had to bow out for various reasons, and we did not get a lot of that really really cool stuff. So. Yeah, and that's actually the thing. This is the, <laughs> there it is right there. This is the last issue that he did. X Men number three, the 1991 X Men series. 19 issue number three is the last issue he wrote uh, wholesale. Uh, I think he had like plotted the next issue or something similar, or like he had like laid out the story points and whoever was next uh, took it on. I think Jim Lee actually wrote it for a couple issues after this. Anyway, so Magneto's dead, right? Well, then we go a couple years, and what's happening in the background is, and I'll, I'll give context to uh, Naked Fabian Cortez here, uh, what's happening in the background is that this guy who's disappearing is uh, Games Master, and he's running a thing called, uh, did, it have, shit, did it have a name? It was this, so he was running this group, I guess. It was like a game they were doing, but I guess maybe the game didn't have a name, but the group had a name. They were called the Upstarts, and it was just like you get points... It's like it's funny because it's kind of like the game people play in their heads, like when you joke about, which is like super morbid. But when you joke about, like, like if you see kids crossing the street or whatever, you say, "If I run them over, it's X amount of points." Right? That's terrible. You don't do that. But this is kind of what that game was, right? Every these were all villains. Of course, you had Shinobi Shaw was part of it. Uh, Sienna Blaze, which was a new character that they introduced as part of this, was was part of it. Um, and it was basically like if you take out high high value like prominent mutant targets um, that you got points and uh, Fabian was in the lead because he had killed Magneto right Magneto fell because of his actions and he's like by the way I'm taking away your points turns out and he dips out and he's like why would he take away my points he's like how could I possibly lose the points for Magnus's death unless <gasps> no right because he's still alive so then we get into and this is the other part of what i was saying that they combined the 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 x-men the animated series story with and that is fatal attractions magneto shows up and he's like hey uh i got a got another asteroid we're gonna come do our thing up here and we're gonna be just uh hanging out we're gonna have our own mutant uh mutant world if you will you know i'm calling all mutants come on up free beer you know <laughs> And uh, Xavier's like, fuck, nah, you can't take nobody. And he's like, I'm already fucking taking people. Like, why are we even fighting? We're like, this is already happening. People are coming with me. They think I'm right. You're doing nothing. This is happening at a funeral, by the way. Super, super inconsiderate. Uh, and what this ends up with is uh, Colossus going with Magneto. Uh, they, He's like, I'm out, dude. You, you got my sister killed. You had me out on missions. I could have been at her side when she died. She died while I was on a mission for you, and we didn't do anything. We didn't get anything accomplished. We haven't been proactive in helping mutant kind. I'm out. I'm going with Magneto. 
and they're like, oh shit, he must be mind controlled. There's this whole thing where they try to get him back and they find out, oh shit, it's not actually mind control. He just is really that fucking mad and distraught and, and you know, he's been through some shit. Uh, this is a peaceful artist dude who's had to kill for Xavier. So like, you gotta, you gotta give him, you gotta give him a break. So we end up with the end of, which if you haven't read Fatal Attractions, uh, yeah, in the now classic X-Men 25, uh, Xavier uh, shuts down Magneto's mind as a result of Magneto pulling out Wolverine's adamantine, which I'm sure everyone's seen. So you end up with a uh, mindless, a vegetable state Magneto, which I don't know why they just like had him in robes. You'd think they'd put him in like clothes or I don't know, treat him somehow nicer. So, but anyway, you end up with Colossus and the other acolytes on Asteroid M. Or were they calling it Asteroid M at the time? Um, does it say here? I think it was originally called Asteroid M, but now it said it was called. Oh boy, what was it called? Uh, was it just called Avalon? I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was called Avalon because I think the the next thing I'm going to bring up here is the fall of Avalon. So he's up there, right? And he's kind of just put in the background. You we don't, you really, we don't we don't really hear a lot about it. We don't really hear see a lot of what's going on. And in the meantime, while Magneto is a vegetable in space, we have the the rise of Generation X. Uh, the the near uh, the near destruction of the X Men by the Phalanx during that storyline, and then we have the most famous, the absolutely most famous X Men storyline of all time, Age of Apocalypse. And what people, you know, this is my perception. Now I don't know if this is where it came from, but what happens is you see Magneto as a leader. Magneto is the good guy. He is the one in charge of the X Men. And people like that shit, right? People like what that looks like and what that feels like. You got Magneto who, like, people have always had a soft heart for it because he has kind of a legitimate reason to be mad, right? He, he's been through some shit. He was in the Holocaust. Like, Magneto's been through some shit. So you always, like, people have never been like, Magneto is a bad guy and thus he is he's wrong. Like, that's never been a thing because that's not how he's written. I mean, not counting, like, the first, like, whatever, 10 issues where he's just kind of, like, classic 60s villainy. But coming out of the Age of Apocalypse, they're like, hey, people are really taking a shine. You know, they had four months of this. It was, at the time, was a very, very unique situation where they were like, hey, uh, even if you're subscribed and you have a monthly subscription to X-Men, the following month, you're getting the whatever the, uh, let's say you were on Uncanny X-Men, you got uh, Astonishing X-Men. That was just, like, your next issue. So people just out of nowhere were like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what are these books? Like, what is... And But you see Magneto leading the team. You see all these things. So then they have four months of this. They hear good things. They get the letters. And they're like, hey, maybe we maybe we bring Magneto on and as a good guy, right? Maybe we bring Magneto on to the X-Men in some way. How do we do it? Well, uh, coming out of the Age of Apocalypse, you have... Uh, the, the guy in the right there, uh, back, right is, uh, his name is Holocaust. Ironically, <laughs> they, they, they did end up eventually calling him just by his name, um, which is nemesis. That was his birth name. He is the son of apocalypse in not in like 
kind of undefined terms. Like we don't actually know if he's an actual sire. You know what I'm saying? Like is sire the child? I think sire is the child. So I, I don't, he's not an actual, I don't know if he's, we don't know rather if he's an actual biological product or if he's just like a you know, kid he raised or whatever, a kid he molded or whatever. He shows up uh, in space. They bring him onto the, the, Oh, that's actually super ironic. I'll bring that up in a minute. So he shows up in space and they bring him onto the asteroid and they're like, what, you know, what is this? It's a mutant signature. Like we know it's a mutant in there. And he ends up, I think killing pyro or not pyro, but uh, rusty Collins. I think rusty Collins goes out in this as like a uh, fuel source for nemesis. I'm going to have to look that up. That's, I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, did he actually just kill Rusty? But I felt like Rusty came back at some point. Anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a different episode. Uh, What happens is he gets real. He gets big mad, as they say, because he's like, wait, Magneto's here? Because where he's from in the Age of Apocalypse, uh, Magneto is the leader of the X-Men, right? He's the, the good guy. Holocaust slash Nemesis is the bad guy. You know, he works for Apocalypse. Apocalypse is the bad guy. So he's like, I'm going to fucking kill Magneto. Magneto's on here, and uh, Exodus, which who was on the X-Men in the Age of Apocalypse, he's like, how the hell do you know my name? He's like, no man alive knows my fucking name. Who the fuck are you? I'm going to kill you because you're not supposed to know that. So they're, they're fighting. They are very much Omega-level mutants, and they are just tearing this fucking place apart. So they're like, hey, uh, Colossus is like, yo, uh, 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 Amelia. Amelia is one of their teleporters. She's like, he's like, yo, I need you to find me help bring me help and she brings scott and gene and you see magneto there, still possibly the same exact robe so like did they never change him in all those years uh or, or just like so many robes that are very similar anyway <laughs> uh so they help uh basically just evacuate the place because they can't stop this fight this fight is not stopping and uh colossus takes um magneto they throws him in a, in a escape pod and they leave. Right. And he falls to the earth and he's found by Callisto. That's a different story for later. And she's like, you were alone. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Magneto wasn't here. You were by yourself. Okay. So that's where we are. That's, that's the, that is the kind of midpoint of this. This is the setup. This is the, this is the, the picture getting to the mound, if you will. The next thing we know, this is X-Men 40, 40, uh, 44. I, I wrote it on the, on the file names. So this is X-Men 44. This happens in X-Men 40, not 45, 46 or 47. It would have to be 46. It would have to be 46. I was just reading this because they were saying that Joseph's first appearance was X-Men 46 or it would have to be 46 because 45 was the, the, the new Orleans story with Gambit and sinister and rogue. So it would have to be 46 because in uncanny 327, because they were uh, the, the numerically, they were kind of aligned. So, you know, this was X-Men 44, the uh, uncanny issue, the same month would have been 324. So the last number was always the same. I don't know if they did that on purpose, but regardless, it worked out for me for a long time. I was like, I know which X-Men issue is supposed to be this month. And then they changed that because, you know, they relaunched titles and shit. But so I think 40, 46 is when his first appearance is in like 
it's just like and it says i i, I didn't i didn't pull that image uh but it says something like the man who's supposed to, who was once known as magneto blah 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 he's got the same beard right the same kind of beard you see here and you are meant to assume like very obviously that it's just magneto and he shows up and again similar robe not the same robe and i don't know if that was conscious but similar robe and oh man i'm gonna try real hard to identify this artist without having to look it up i actually think it's this piece is done by roger cruz i'm gonna say roger cruz but i'm probably gonna be wrong i feel like it's roger cruz though i'm 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 confident it's roger cruz let's 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 put it there uh because he was doing the fill-ins for um he was doing the fill-ins for joe matt at the time so he shows up he's got the beard right you're like all right this is magneto he's waking up from that previous scene where we saw him in the other issue but then he shaves and he's like yeah i look like i'm in my 20s but why is that wrong? Well, that feels wrong. So then you're like, wait, but if it's Magneto, Magneto was not in his twenties for sure. Like we know that. So was it another de-aging situation, right? Because we had a whole story arc in the uh, late seventies, early eighties where Magneto was de-aged. Granted, it was into a child at the time, but then you're like, was there some sort of another de-aging situation or what exactly happened? Right? So you have questions. Well, anyway, in this you know they're like oh you're actually kind of nice we thought you were mean and old uh and the kids in this storyline get in this story get kidnapped he loses his shit kills the fucking town <laughs> the fucking kid or the group that kidnapped them just murders the shit out of them uh and they're like terrified of him and the sister sister maria is like uh you should probably go uh, but here's this like picture from like 30 years ago of the x-men i think she said 15 which then at this point in tw- uh, uh, in 1990 uh, end of 95 yeah in end of 95 uh then puts the entire history of the x-men into 15 years the the previous 30 years 35 um, 30 30 like three into 15 so like it was kind of crazy when they do those little things for for the timeline the like marvel time is crazy uh and then they try to explain it in the ultimates and then i was like i don't know if i don't know if i'm following but i'm kind of glad that they try to explain it anyway so he leaves and he's like i'm gonna try to figure my shit out happens upon a um uh like a friends of humanity which was their their i mean comparative to now is their proud boys there's just no way around that like it was people who were like humans first fuck mutants right uh you saw them if you watch the cartoon the animated series they were in there uh very prominently and they were handled i think very very well uh for a kid's show uh but he kind of infiltrated them and they captured rogue so he kind of had to reveal himself and he's like hey my name is joseph allow me to and she's like fuck that i'm a beat show ass magneto who do you think you are <laughs> uh they sort that out and they kind of go on about their their business together. They they partner up, and she. And I actually caught this on my most most recent reading of this is X Men. This is, I think this is the same issue. They had two different artists. There was a period when they had like two not necessarily similar artists because like this artist I like for certain things, uh, but like this is not my favorite shot. But then this is the same artist. Like, I actually really like Rogue in that shot. 
Uh, certain certain shots by this artist, and I couldn't name this one off the top of my head. Put my put a gun to my head. Uh, but this is Steve Efting. Steve Efting was like huge uh, Avengers in that era. Just like he's done a ton of stuff. He did. Uh, I think he was doing. If I'm not mistaken, he did the Winter Soldier arc in Captain America when Winter Soldier first appeared. Um, I'm I'm pretty confident about that one. So I, I as I was saying, <laughs> fucking tangents. Uh, she's like, uh, this is why we do it for the innocents. The ones who ain't been taught to hate yet are hope for tomorrow. And she looks at him and that's the part I caught on this most recent reading. She says, change is going to come. So she's, she believes that this is Magneto. He's been given a second chance. He doesn't know the hate that, that Magneto does where he doesn't have that bitterness in his heart. Uh, boy, does that get complicated? While this is happening, Onslaught starts. That's a whole big-ass fucking conversation for a different day. But anyway, they're like, hey, uh, Magneto might be behind this. Let's go find this motherfucker. And they find him through the use of Cerebro, I think. And they send the Avenger, uh, an, uh, Avengers X-Men's like joint squad to get him. And, you know, out the gate, Pietro, who is at this point his son. I think that's changed maybe a couple times since. But regardless, at this point, it's his son. And he's like, I know that's him. He's like, younger somehow, but that's him. And he attacks him. Big old kerfuffle. But they they get on about it, and they and they bring him back to New York. And somewhere in between them getting them them getting Rogan and, and Joseph in uh, Avengers four hundred one and X Men, I think 50, yeah fifty five, uh, they got him a suit. <laughs> they got him a X Men training suit. And I was like. Did they stop at the mansion? Like, what exactly the fuck happened? Because <laughs> they were in, uh, I think they were in, like, Ohio. So then I'm like, did they, like, like loop up through through uh, Westchester to come back down? <laughs> like, I just thought it was such a weird, uh, oh, man. But anyway, so this is the first appearance of Joseph's, uh, like, long-standing costume. He, for quite a fucking minute, uh wore this except for a brief run he he wore this costume to his death but we'll get to that (laughs) so he shows up for the onslaught fight he has uh very interesting exchanges still feeling like magneto he feels like he needs to take responsibility for this uh and he says um he's like who did it uh Whose sins are... There it is, right there. Uh, It began with me. I know this now. Despite how I may have since changed, how can I not be held responsible for Onslaught's rampage? He says, Whose sins are greater, Joseph? Yours for cultivating his evil or mine for setting it free? It's a very poignant question. Uh, But he, yeah, he joins the fight and he's pretty much useless, just like most of the characters in the story arc are, uh, except for literal fodder. Um... And what he does do in the end is he helps Xavier get Franklin Richards and Nate Gray out of uh, the onslaught entity. I I guess they were inside of it. It was weird. Xavier was inside of it. So, yeah, I guess they were inside of it, too. So, yeah, they get them out. And then things kind of calm down. We get back to, like, a semblance of normality and everyone's kind of reeling from onslaught and people are freaked out. Uh, And then he's like, check me out. I'm smooth as shit. Right, so he's like, I took this uh, Xenox chamber that Xavier used for a very, very convoluted '60s storyline, 
and brought it piece by piece. What does it say? Uh, over the last few nights, yeah, over the last few nights, I've been deconstructing it, trans, tele, transform, transporting it from the from beneath the beneath, beneath the X Men's Westchester Mansion and recalibrating its ascension site. Da 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 Fucking sci fi science. And she's like, but why? And he's like, so I can kiss you. Pow, right? I'm smooth as fuck. Merry Christmas, Rogue. Uh, and then in a brilliant issue, and if you have not read Uncanny X Men 341, the the Gladiator versus Sam Guthrie fight. Oh my God. Just, just fantastic. Fantastic. They end up in space. Uh, they find some people being uh, being held hostage in, in, you know, quote unquote, prison camp. And he's like, no, never fucking again. Right. And they're like, yeah, I thought we were going to keep you a low profile. But all right, cool. Let's fucking go. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you kind of see those elements like maybe it is like, you know, kind of like reinforcing that it's Magneto. Right. He's having these flashbacks. He's having these really, really strong feelings against, you know, people being oppressed and people being held in camps. So. There is the Magneto Ness is there, right? The Magneto Ness is there. And at this point, this is uh, 1997. This is while this contingent of X-Men is in space. The remainder of the X-Men are dealing with Operation Zero Tolerance, which we will definitely talk about another time. But they're in space. They're trying to deal with this phalanx invasion, which... It's kind of like a continuation of what we saw at the the birth of Generation X, and uh, just uh, just the tip of a very very large and complicated iceberg when we get into uh, the Annihilation uh, Two, the second Annihilation storyline. It gets very fucking complicated, and it, even if you want to get real real fucking specific, the, it kind of also leads to the current era of X Men. It's all really weirdly but beautifully tied together. So yeah, they're in space and they come back to Earth eventually and they crash land in the Antarctic after a very confusing couple issues where they think they're on a different planet. And he's like, ah, he's here because they were looking for Gambit. Gambit got t- taken by these, uh, what are they called? Bounty hunters. They're like, we're looking for Gambit. And he's like, he's here. And he's like, ah, oh, he wants to be here. And he's like, no, that's not, no, I wasn't, I wasn't talking about Gambit. He's here, but then he doesn't say, he said, how'd you, how'd you raise it? I don't know either, but he said, he's here. Well, who's he? Like you're, you're playing the pronoun game and nobody wants to fucking play that game. Uh, he was talking about Magneto. So at the end of this issue, Uncanny X-Men 450, uh, 350, <laughs> Jesus, 450 is a whole different storyline. Uh, 350, uh, you have this beautiful, beautiful shot by Joe Mad. Tim Townsend, and I think it was just Liquid Graphics. I don't think they had a specific, uh, specific colorist at the time. I think Liquid was kind of in charge in this era. I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. But this is like one of the one of my favorite pieces of Magneto art. Uh, my favorite pieces of Magneto because I can just collect pieces of Magneto, <laughs> like a. It'd be like a like a book pieces of magneto my, my love story oh jesus so here here in my uh let's see because this would have been 97 was i reading at this time 
I don't think that I was reading at this time. I think I was reading this. Because I would have started high school in 98. And that's when I got into the X-Men books. 96 was my first comic book. Um, no, I take it back. 95. 95 was my first comic book. Um, but I was reading these, I think, about a year behind. So, like, all this stuff had already happened. But I was just catching up to it. I feel like 350 was, like... Right around this time, right around the end of 97 might have been when I actually first got on to like read, like re- properly reading the comics. Um, and I'm sitting there, I'm reading this and I'm like, all right, so what the fuck, right? We have Joseph and Magneto in the same issue. They're in the same room. They're facing like he's he even says at one point, like he's got his own crimes to to answer for. This is a reveal for us, not anyone no one saw this they they saw uh, eric the eric the red which is a popular uh, a cover identity in the marvel universe uh, in the x-men storylines anyway they you're sitting there and i'm like well what the fuck is happening right like wait how are how are there two of them what happened and then i'm thinking like my instant jump is to like try to explain it with some sort of super science and i'm like all right so he's an like magneto right he controls magnets so when he fell to earth that second time because he was not he was not conscious hit hit the magnetosphere a certain way and he split into two that was my inherent belief right i was like oh so that's why we have good magneto aka joseph and bad magneto because he's like putting the x-men through some shit in this and then following this we see him like just off a dude because he knows like his original identity uh which we would never we would not find out for another 10 years after this so it was kind of like moot point guy like we won't even know for a while um i think it's max eisenhart yeah i think it's max eisenhart but anyway uh he like erased even the fake identity of eric lencher uh but then they like never touched that and even nowadays no one calls him Max. He just goes by Eric, even today. Uh, I feel like the, like the people who write the books are just ignoring the fact that that series exists where it explains his origin, regardless. Um, so, yeah, he's often dudes, and you're, like, really, really believing, hey, this dude is is really fucking gone off the deep end, which kind of reinforced my belief of, like, positive and negative, right? One is really, really fucking evil. And then we see Sabra, Sabra, can't, I don't know how to say it, Uh, she's uh, Israeli, so whichever way it would be said in Hebrew, is that right? I don't know. Um, Yeah, so she shows up, she's like, we fucking, he killed this dude, we gotta gotta take him in, and Maggot, who is his own thing, but he, uh, in 350, had been like, Oh shit, it's you. But I thought dude was you. And he's like, no, 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 you'll, you're fine though. So he knows that in 350, he was the only one that knew Joseph was not Magneto. Um, so that's why he's like, uh, if she kills him, uh, and he's like, nah, I'm not going to let him die. It's not him. He's not Magneto. And he's like, all right, cool. Well, I guess to figure this out, I got to, fi- I got to go with you and sort out what's going on who am i what's what's happening exactly now this was 1998 and they promptly ignored the entire this like he went off to like find answers thing 
just ignored it for a solid year. Man, I thought it was going to be longer. Because the Magneto War is 1999, and this was 98. This was early 98. Magneto War was like September, October 99. So like, oh, I'm going to give it like two years. You know, like two years. And um, yeah, you just kind of ignored him. And then we get to the Magneto War. This is Uncanny 366. And they're like, and, he, and he's even talking about it. Like, despite Maggot's assertion to the contrary, which, by the way, I think at this point in 99, no, he had not died yet. But Maggot dies at some point. Like, he leaves the, the X-Men, kind of disappears, just, like, without, like, context, really. <laughs> like, he just kind of disappears. I think he was, like, supposed to go join the uh, Generation X kids, but then he kind of, like, went off on his own. And then everyone ignored him until they killed him off in uh, Weapon X storyline. So, anyway, he's talking about it, like, this just happened last week. So, this is kind of where people get confused about the timeline, right? He's talking about that issue. So the previous issue, 73, which happened uh, quite literally almost two years prior, uh, like it happened last week. Like, oh, we just left New York and now we're in Israel. And, um, and you know, we're trying to figure out who I am. So this doctor's like, boom, boom, boom. By the way, and although also I love the like ridiculously nerdy doctor. Uh, and he's like... Uh, Every every down to every single strand of DNA you are Magneto, but every single strand of your DNA is a meticulously crafted forgery. And I read that, and having come out of the heartbreak, the 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 mind fuckery that was the Peter Parker clone saga, I was mad as fuck. I was like, a fucking clone, a clone, really a fucking clone. It could have been. What I said, right, it could have been the magnetic, you know, fucking split them in two. It could have been, I, I can probably come up with five different alternative things that it could have been. But no, they went with a fucking clone. Now, here's the fucking funny part. Fabian Nicieza and Alan Davis wrote and wrote this arc. Uh, I also don't know if I'm saying his name right. I've always wanted to say it's Nicieza, but like. I feel like that's also whatever Fabian. <laughs> like I know the guy, which is ironic because I'm friends with him on Facebook and I'm literally staring to the right every once in a while to see if he answered. Cause I was like, I'm friends with him on Facebook. I'm going to just ask him, was this fucking clone thing, your idea, or was this something that was like on the books and you just had to work with what you had? Cause here's what happens. They're like, Oh, you're a clone. And they introduce, uh, this was in the meanwhile, like while, while he's finding out that he's a clone, Magneto goes and, you know, poses this like ridiculous, like what if you knew a mutant, could kill your family with a thought and he's like it's not he's just like he like met this random construction worker like the everyman and he like basically makes him responsible for like determining if he's gonna kill the fucking planet and take like take the planet hostage um and he's like trying to explain like you can't bring up family people get defensive so like it's not a fair question to be like if you knew that someone could kill your family wouldn't you want to take them out first and he's like, so he's like, you gotta be more subtle. He's like, like this is it. If you, uh, like this is an old one. If you could go back in time and kill Hitler as a baby, would you do it? And that's of course a sore subject for Magneto. So he's like, not so easy. When the answer is not black and white, and he's like, you're wrong. 
it's very fucking black and white. I would go. I love that. I love how he's this. This is like a beautifully written piece by Joe Kelly. He says the answer is yes. To save millions of lives, I would track the child down at his home and smother him where he lay. Then I would destroy his family, his family's family. I would raise an entire city to the ground and scour his ashes from the earth. Poetry. Fucking poetry. So Magneto's trying to hold take take the planet hostage to get what he wants. Freedom from mutants. I forget the exact like genesis of it. Um, but it, in the long run, it, he got a he got his own land. He got his own uh, island. Uh, so he went from uh, uh, island in space <laughs> to an island on Earth. I uh, feel like he's downgrading. I would I would have tried to go for another island in space. You know, third time's the charm. But whatever. He gets Genosha. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, this character is introduced. Astra, who we are meant to believe is the long-forgotten member of the original Brotherhood from the 60s. She was there out the get, but she got kicked out. Look, retcons are one thing, but it's very hard for me to be like, oh, okay, so this is like a really cool character. She's got teleporting. She's like a super scientist. Like, I'm interested in what she could do. But you're going to be telling, oh, she was always there. The only time that, like, this person was always there was really funny and really cool and really, like, well done was Forget-Me-Not. Forget-Me-Not is the best character anyone's ever created. And also rounds out the entire Astonishing X-Men series in a solo issue. I thought it was brilliant as fuck. Um, <laughs> fucking crazy. So Forget-Me-Not. Uh, was like the 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 Deus Ex Machina through you know, throughout the the entire series of X Men from the sixties. It was like brilliant, but she was supposed to have been there. And if I, if memory serves, they even showed her fighting some of the X Men. Regardless, I'm not even that mad about that. But it's like, all right, cool. So she's like been around, and then she disappeared for uh, contextually twenty years, seventeen years. I don't even know, like. At some point, um, when, when Hickman was doing the current arc, and you saw like the year markers on uh, on Moira X's life, and it was like they marked the okay, like Scott joins the X Men, and then like all of the things, and it was like year ten, and I was like, you're telling me the entirety of Scott Scott's life up until like basically the current time has been ten years. That's not possible because any sane person would have killed themselves. If you had uh, fell in love, your your girlfriend dies right after. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they had space sex on the moon. Anyway, so your girlfriend dies after you guys had sex for the first time. Uh, a fiance, because I think he asked her to marry him. Ironically, uh, she dies. She gets reborn as a cosmic entity. Uh, dies again to your eyes. Uh, then you meet a woman who looks exactly like her, but you're going to ignore that because you just really miss the bitch. <laughs> and like all of these things, and that all happened in 10 years? No, any any anybody would just go insane. And I was like, you can't say that happened in 10 years. Regardless, timeline notwithstanding, we get the, or the actual origin of Joseph. So it turns out Astra was like, 
I'm going to get Magneto. Fuck that motherfucker. So when he falls from Avalon, um, does it say Magneto waking up, give or take six weeks and given dozen dozen spatial jaunts, he was confused. I had restored his mental facilities after they had been... No, I thought she had mentioned... I'm pretty sure it was Avalon. Anyway, so after the fall of Avalon, she like spirited him away. I guess she'd just been waiting for her chance. Uh, and she brought his mind back and I guess dressed him. That that gets into some weird consent questions. <laughs> but sure, whatever. She got him dressed because he was definitely probably down to his shorts under that robe. Uh, so she shaved him and she dressed him while she like restored his mental faculties. Very, very confusing. Uh, and he's like, because if I had just... Apparently, and she's saying the damage had had been so thorough done on a genetic level, which then speaks to Charles Xavier's power level. She's saying that he mind wiped him, mind wiped him to the genetic level. Magneto, after the events of X Men number twenty five, was quite literally, as she describes here, if I had not done this, you would have been a potato with abs. She had, he. He had been so thoroughly removed of all his mental capabilities that he was just a body. And that blows my fucking mind. Uh, But anyway, so she's like, yeah, so I restored his memories, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh, by the way, check out my clone of you that I made. Who's going to kill you now for all the shit you did to me? And she's just watching him fight. And Magneto's like, I ain't losing this fucking fight. And he cheats. <laughs> I say he cheats, but like he he just throws a rock at the dude. He throws a rock at the dude. I don't know why I don't make myself bigger on the screen. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, he throws a rock at the dude and he's like, I'm fucking out. And I, presumably he goes off to heal. And that's where we get the, I guess he knocks him out. For so long. It says your body lay in the jungle for days healing itself. How many days? Because he woke up with a full beard. How many days? Because <laughs> even here it shows. God, I wish Fabian answers me. <laughs> How many fucking days, bro? Because he he you even show right here. He was fully shaved. He was a brand new young Joseph in like the god awfulest costume. Like that is a terrible fucking costume. Like I love Alan Davis, but that is a terrible fucking costume. <laughs> so for like for days later, I guess he's got I don't know super super hair growth powers because he was also short haired. Like he was longer haired, but he he woke up with like a mange. Anyway, <laughs> so. They end up fighting because she, I think she exerted some sort of control over him for a brief moment. Uh, but then uh, Joseph was like, as much as like I'm doing it because of what she wants me to do, you're also like threatening mankind, threatening humanity and the planet. So I got to fight you. Uh, he's like, I've been through some shit today, so I'm going to fuck you up. And he's like, what the fuck do you know about me? You don't know me. <laughs> that's, that's where the fight starts. So they fight. They fight. They fight. Uh, they finally get Magneto down, uh, but the problem is the the, the 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 situation's already fucking out of control, and Magneto's threat to destabilize the magnetosphere uh, if he didn't get what he wanted 
uh, kind of went through to a point uh, without him doing it. Astro kind of pushed him over the edge for that. And uh, Joseph's like, I'm going to fucking fix this. I'm going to go in and I'm going to save this. I'm going to fix the magnetosphere. And he's like, my body's disincorporating because I have to now become part of the magnetosphere. And it was kind of like a beautiful way to end Joseph, right? It was this like very, very heroic sacrifice. Um, I just really like the clone thing really, really like soured me on the whole thing. Which is ironic because in the current day, cloning is just part of the X-Men life cycle. Instead of having to wait for like, how is Wolverine going to come back from this one? They just make him a new body. That's how. They just make him a new body with just, I guess, an endless fucking supply of adamantium. Because <laughs> they keep making him adamantium bones. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's a lovely time to be an X-Men fan right now. But in my thoughts, in my understanding, that was the end. Uh, until I read. Now, I had somehow missed... Uh, a mini series that was Magneto, not a hero. It was during the the X, Nation X, I think they were calling it. I, I just call it X Nation. Uh, the X Nation storyline when they had uh, a, a, um, an island utopia off the coast of San Francisco. Uh, it was a beautiful time. Lots of really fun, high energy stories. Um, but this series comes out. Uh, right after Magneto joins the island, right? He shows up and they're like, fucking he's here to start some shit. And Magneto literally comes and kneels before Cyclops because Cyclops has done the thing that Magneto could not successfully do up until this point. He has provided mutant kind a home and he kneels. And I love that. He says, I come not to bury Caesar, but to praise him. And that is outstanding writing. So uh, he he does some really good shit for them. He he helps uh, bring back Kitty Pride because at the time she was in a bullet flying through space. That's a very complicated story. <laughs> he brings her back, and you know he kind of proves himself to be a good guy. Even the U.S. government's kind of like, all right, like the Avengers like are the Avengers are vouching for you. Cool. And then uh, Astra takes a fat wad of cash to reincorporate Joseph, I guess, blank slate again. Uh, and she return. she like shoves all the like bad memories into his head and he comes back kind of broken. He kind he comes back kind of like how they brought back, uh, uh, another clone, a favorite clone of mine, Ben Riley. Ben Riley was brought back very broken uh, but yeah, Joseph comes back and he's broken and he kills some people on camera uh, as Magneto and Magneto's like, wasn't me. There's a very entertaining standoff with uh, with Iron Man and they're like, cool, you get a few days. If you don't sort this shit out, we got to come get you. And they figure out it's Joseph. He's back and he goes to, to face him and he's like, don't think because I'm part of the X-Men that I'm not powerful, that I don't that I'm not getting what I want. Don't, don't check me, son. And he's like, you don't deserve to name Magneto. They fight it out. Uh, Joseph loses. Uh, Astra is imprisoned. Joseph is imprisoned. And there is, uh, 
there's a great moment at the end of this. I, I don't know why I didn't screen grab that. There's a great moment at the end of this story where he Magneto has he's like I don't know if he's got him by the throat or whatever. He's like it's like the last part of the fight, the last moment of the fight. And he's like, it's not about good and evil. It's not about heroes and villains. It's about what I want and how I get it. And it was one of those moments that where you kind of realized, even though he's with the X-Men and he's doing good guy shit, he's still Magneto. Because he definitely kills like the 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 like anti-mutant, like I don't want to like he's like an instigator. He's like a He's like their Donald Trump, really. Like he's just like he definitely kills that guy in the last. That's like the last thing you see in that miniseries is this guy's definitely dead, and Magneto definitely did it. <laughs> like, and we kind of just forget that. But it was one of those things that I feel was more for the readers. So it's kind of like, hey, just because you're reading these things where Magneto's a good guy and he's a hero and he's saving people, don't forget he's still Magneto and he's still fuck a motherfucker up. So after this. Uh, he's just kind of in the background. And during the uh, Avengers vs. X-Men storyline, uh, Utopia gets fucked up. It's cr- it's like sinking. And Danger, who is uh, a physical embodiment of the Danger Room, again, something we'll get to in another time, <laughs> uh, she's like, fuck it. I'm freeing all you motherfuckers. Because they had a mutant prison there. Because like, you know, a lot of motherfuckers, are, they needed somewhere to go and she needed something to do. So she was keeping them all in these like psychic prisons. They kind of chill the fuck out and they were in cages. So she lets everybody go, which includes of course, Astra and uh, Joseph. And that's not really addressed directly, but then they bring that back a bit later. Uh, several arcs later, Jean Grey returns, forms an X-Men team, the the boy boy they had a name they had like a specific name it was an x-men team uh it was the first time gene had been the leader of a team i thought that was really cool i appreciated that era um i really liked her costume uh very like strong callback to the 90s but also very new and original um they fight oh this is a very very complicated thing but I'm, i'm just gonna put it in one sentence they fight uh, an amalgamation of Legion and Nate Gray. And that is something that really can't be explained unless you read the whole thing. <laughs> and in the end of that, the climax of that, uh, he just apparently, and this is like on news, on cameras, people are seeing this happen. He apparently kills all the X-Men. And I mean, all the X-Men, like all the X-Men showed up. There's even a scene, I think in the issue right before, uh, uh, uncanny x-men 10 which is the fifth volume of uncanny x-men uh where b shows up he's like you fight the x-men you gotta fight all the x-men son and i guess i don't know how all didn't include everyone because then after that uh scott summers comes back from the dead because they do that uh and a recently returned logan also comes back and they form their own x-men with other X-Men that have been around and most of them die in horrible, horrible ways. (laughs) This is, this is the the second half of this series is very much about killing off X-Men in very brutal, violent ways. Um, And it was, I feel like it was something where they were like, look, what's going to happen is in like 
six to eight months or whatever, 10 months, we're going to relaunch this whole thing. And regardless of what you do, it'll all be fine. So you want to kill somebody, you go for it. You Whatever you need, just go for it. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of what it was. And during this era, um, you know, Magneto was part of the assault on uh, X-Men Nate Gray. Because uh, I think Nate Gray ended up absorbing Legion, like his powers and, and, and body. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, so yeah, Magneto was part of it. Apocalypse was part of the attack. Like, fucking everybody. So that's why I was confused, like, why there were still leftover mutants. <laughs> uh, and Scott has this uh, X-Men team, and, you know, they're out there trying to do some X-Men shit. And I love that Salvador did the art for the second half, uh, because, A, uh, I've been a fan of Salvador. I'm not going to try to say his last name. I, I know how I want to say it, but I know I know it's almost certainly wrong, regardless. Um I've been a fan of Salvador since his like fill-in issues on X-Men in 97. Uh, and then when he took over Fantastic Four in 98, he was just killing the game. Just, just killing the game. I love his work. And he's only gotten better over time. So that was like a reason alone for me to read the series. But then they just started killing motherfuckers off, dude. They killed off uh, 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 the precog, what's her name, B- uh, Blindfold. They killed off Blindfold. They, and, and it was just kind of like a, oh, shit, sh- just dead. Okay. And all these people died. And then Magneto shows up. And you're kind of like, well, wait, I thought Magneto was dead. Magneto shows up with a, I'm pretty sure those were all the original. Oh, except Pyro. That's definitely not the original Pyro. That's some kid or dude pretending to be pyro uh because pyro was definitely dead at this time uh <laughs> ironically pyro was the first <laughs> the first dude they they test drove the the first dude they test drove the uh, new cloning stuff with for the current era and it's like it was like a great moment when he realized uh that it was because he was expendable and if they screwed it up it wasn't going to be that big a loss <laughs> uh it was one of those things where he was like nobody fucking gives a shit about me so he like got a skull tattoo on his face literally like a face skull tattoo uh and that's like his thing now he's like a little edgy but he's actually kind of become a cool character i I never really liked pyro overall except like in his literal dying days and then like in the most recent times but yeah so magneto quote-unquote magneto shows up and uh Eventually, he gets his helmet knocked off because he's Juggernaut's also with him. He gets his helmet knocked off, and uh, and they're like, "Oh shit, it's Joseph. It's not." And he's like, "I don't want anybody to know that yet." So you gotta, uh, I gotta accelerate my plans. Uh, Juggernaut's like, "Nobody fucking lies to me." Um, so he like holds him, and while Joseph's going off on a tirade, um, gets his head chopped off, and everyone's like, "The fuck just happened?" Uh, <laughs> and uh, Quanon shows up who is so <laughs> who is complicated Quanon shows up Revenge um, do they just call it I mean Psylocke currently Psylocke the current Psylocke shows up uh, and she cuts his fucking head off and that's it that's it he says I hope you're proud of yourselves 
All you've done here is hasten your demand demise at the hands of humanity who cut. That's it. Those are the last words of Joseph. So from, from the potential of being a hopeful version of Magneto, from the potential of having a really interesting, like, you know, polar opposite thing. He just gets his head chopped the fuck off. And it's one of those things that uh, now in the current era, we are to believe that essentially this whole time, uh, I don't know if, yeah, we're just going to go into this. I mean, if, if, you're, if you've gone this far and you don't know any of this current stuff, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. There's been spoilers all day. So now if you think about the current era where it, if essentially we are to believe that since the beginning of X-Men, Xavier, Magneto, and Moira X have been in cahoots, as it were, um, a lot of this shit don't make no sense. <laughs> it's one of those things like did they like what exactly were they expecting so like when the x-men disappeared was that you know like i would love to know the like breakthrough moment for xavier and magneto currently um yeah yeah there's just even to this day out of out of some of the joseph storylines there is a lot of loose threads. Um, like, like Astra is, I think, back. He, she's on Krakoa now. So then it's like, do they bring him back? Would they bring him back? Isn't he a clone? Like, are they are they not bringing clones back? Because that was another thing that they were they were just recently talking about that in an X Factor book. Or a new or a new mutants book. They were talking about somebody wasn't getting brought back because he was a clone. And then uh, a honey badger was like, "But well, wait, I'm I'm a clone. Does does that mean they won't bring me back?" Um, yeah, it's man, it's it's such a very very interesting. Oh my god, I'm still recording, and Fabian is writing in the messenger app right now this can't be this could not have been better i literally just finished this is the last slide this is literally the last slide <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna i'm gonna read this in this recording this is gonna be fantastic i'm so excited anyway so what i'm saying is there's a whole lot of kind of maybes and what, what maybes and and might bees which is the same word jesus christ uh, so there's a lot of maybe, like maybe they bring him back if they do, if they decide that they are going to just bring back clones. Um, but like, would they, like, w would they bring back a clone of Magneto? Did they make Cerebro backups of Joseph? I mean, I guess it makes sense that they would have, cause he was, he did hang out with Xavier for a hot minute. Uh, there we go. There we go. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, oh shit. Oh, shit. Okay, so the question I posed was, uh, was the was that clone thing, was that his idea, or was that just something that was on the books and they just essentially needed someone to write it? And he said he had, uh, I'm going to read it, he said, I had zero to do 
with Joseph's creation, development, or resolution. Um, so that's that to me sounds like very much a situation where they were like, here is what's going to happen. Write this thing. Make it pretty. Uh, which makes sense. Which makes sense. Uh, the the 90s especially, I feel like we're very uh, uh, um, editorial driven. That is, I mean, hell, that's why the fucking clone storyline in, in, in Spider-Man ran so damn long. Because editorial was like, oh shit, it's selling. People like this. Change it. Fucking run it longer. Keep going. And that's why it was like left turn after left turn. Except you never got back around in a circle. We just kept making left turns and kept ending up somewhere the fuck else. Because it was like, Peter's the clone. And then it was like, wait, no, actually, it's not Peter that's the clone. But then it's like, well, we just read a whole shitload of books where he was suffering from clone degenerative disease. Like, what the fuck was he suffering from if he's not a clone? So, yeah, the, the 90s were rife, like I said, with with editorial kind of management of the storylines and everything. And I think really more so in the last you know, so many years they were like, Hey, give somebody like, uh, like a Jonathan Hickman kind of free reign. Like, Hey, do your thing on this book. Cause then that's why you got these eras like of the Avengers and of fantastic four. And now of the X-Men that are just like, this is the era. Like Dan slot, Spider-Man was Dan slot, Spider-Man. There's just no way around that arc, uh, and the stuff he did and how he set it up. Um, and that's, I think that's where you get the best stories where you get really, really, like it's the long punchline, right? It's it's the long game setup where you have stuff like the first what was it? The first year of the the dance slot storylines where it was just like Doc Ock would show up and he would like send the Sinister Six after Spider Man and all this other stuff, and then turns out he was literally just like putting chess pieces on the board, and then he's like, by the way, this whole time we've been playing chess, you lose. Like that's kind of where that was and. That's the best kind of story story writing. Uh, I just uh, oh, I, I saw there were, there was a preview. There's a preview of next week's uh, X Men, and they were talking about how like something that was set up in Powers of X, Powers of Ten rather, uh, was is like getting a resolution. Powers of Ten was a year and a half ago at this point almost. So it's like when you have someone in charge, you get really really good payoffs. It's why the MCU did so damn well. Like, and like Infinity War and Endgame were perfect payoffs for ten years of the MCU. That's why Justice League was not a payoff. It was just like we're just calling this Justice League because that's the next thing we want to do. We want to make a superhero team movie. So like, it didn't have that payoff because there was no there was no architect. That's gonna be it for this one. The tragic tale of Joseph, the the mutant who kind of was. <laughs> maybe will be again uh yeah kind of a sad ending just kind of head chopped off in the middle of a sentence it's a shame that's gonna be it for this one thank you for watching and uh we'll see you in the next one